And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post-game show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander. Thank you guys for tuning in to this the Wrap It Up podcast where we discuss your Toronto Raptors. This is what? What was Nick Nurse calling this? The Last Chance Saloon? We're here. We're here, Raptors fans. This was a tough game, but there's lots to talk about. And we're here to discuss... What happened in this game, what's been going on the last few games, and more. This is, as mentioned, the Wrap It Up podcast. You can find us on YouTube, at Sheldon Alexander. You can find us on Twitter, at Shell Alexander. As soon as my phone loads up, you can find us on Instagram, at Sheldon Alexander. We got a lot of stuff going on here. You can also find us on Twitch. The Twitch stream, you know, still something we got cooking up there. We got that for you as well at twitch.tv slash onblastpodcast. This is your show, Raptors fans. We take your comments and questions after each and every Toronto Raptors game. And yes, I know I haven't been here in a while, but the West Coast trip work got a little hectic as well. Just busy on the West Coast games with the Raps. And, you know, things were made tough. But we're here to discuss just this last chance saloon. A double overtime game by the Toronto Raptors as they fall 131 to 129 in overtime. In overtime to the Washington Wizards, a team that they were chasing in their run towards the play-in tournament. There's been a lot of talk back and forth about said play-in tournament. And if you look at it, the Raptors, I mean, did they care about the play-in tournament? Did they not care about the play-in tournament? I think everything you need to know was in the fact that in this game, with the Raptors coming in against the Washington Wizards, the team they're chasing, your man's Kyle Lowry was resting. I think that told us everything we needed to know about what the organization as a whole was feeling about this play-in tournament. And it's something that we've been discussing for a while in terms of, you know, what do you do? And you got to think bigger picture, right? If you're the Raptors, your goals have changed. You want a championship. You don't care about coming in and just making the playoffs. You want to make the playoffs and have a chance to make some noise. So I totally get what's going on. And hey, down the stretch, they've given guys nights off. They've given guys rest. They've, you know, balanced out between Kyle and Freddie in terms of who was going to play when. And, you know, Kyle Lowry putting in some big-time numbers, putting in some work against the Lakers. Freddie putting in some work against the Clippers. Pascal has just been on a heater as of late. But in this game where, you know, if you're keeping your slim hopes alive in this play-in tournament, Kyle Lowry didn't play, but, but the Raptors still had a chance. And and when you look at it and you say your starters, Pascal Siakam had 44 points, 44 points on 17 of 28 shooting Gary Trent jr. His first game back in a while, Gary Trent jr. Finished with 25 points. Fred Van Fleet. He finished with 22 Kem Birch with 17 and nine. You'll take that if you're the Raps. You will. 
But this was an ugly game. And especially down the stretch. And especially, you know, let's be honest. Down the stretch and also in overtime. It was a very, very, very ugly game. And Washington, if we're being serious, they struggled. Especially down the stretch. They had a chance to win this game in regulation. But just some boneheaded mistakes where they don't foul up three. And... It was just an ugly game. I tweeted that this game was basically a full episode of Shacked and the Fool. But between missed free throws, between not fouling up three, between just, you know, somehow the Wiz with the game tied drew up a play for Bertans. Like, just questionable plays. Even that and one Pascal got late. Like, what are you doing trying to take a charge when my guy's driving? Just let him get the layup. Or foul him hard and send him to the line. It was a weird, 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 weird game. But again, let's go through down the stretch and then we'll, we'll get into the comments and questions because I know people got a lot to say because it's been a while since I, I've been here. So I appreciate you guys rocking with me and coming back to discuss, send in your comments and questions, and I will definitely go through the comments because it's been a while, Raptors fans, and I'm happy to be here, right? I'm happy to be here. So let's let's discuss first just what went down what went on down the stretch? And this was a close game, right? Beal fouled shooting a three. He missed one, but the Wiz end up being up two at that point. Pascal Siakam comes back down the floor, and he got to the line and missed a couple free throws, right? He he split the pair at one point, then got back to the line, missed one of two again, and the Wiz don't foul. Fred Van Fleet hitting a three at the, like, pretty much at the buzzer to give the Raps the tie to send it to OT. Freddie, man, I don't know. It, it's it's interesting because there's two ways to look at this. Pascal Siakam struggles, continues to struggle. But if you look at what the Raptors are doing and thinking bigger picture, Nick Nurse is trying to get Pascal to play through his struggles in crunch time. He has struggled in crunch time for the majority of this season whether it's missed shots at the buzzer, whether it's turnovers in New York, whether it's missed free throws, time and time again, Pascal Siakam has struggled in crunch time. And you look at this game where clearly if you're resting Kyle Lowry in this game, that's the quote-unquote last chance saloon, you're obviously looking at the bigger picture. You want to play some of your young guys. You want to see what Malachi's doing. You want to see Jalen Harris get more minutes. Cool, I get that. But the other part that people might not be focusing in on is you want to give Pascal more reps in crunch time and just say, hey, no matter what, we're looking at you, we're giving you the chance to go, and that's the game plan. You could tell that. And he struggled again down the stretch. You know, there was a bad charge that he drove right into the defense and took a charge. But you also saw some positive signs. So you're still trying to take the silver linings from this season and from, you know, you look at the numbers, Pascal, monster game, right? 44 points, 17 of 28, 8 of 11 from the free throw line. So you see the positives, but there are just these little mistakes down the stretch in crunch time and you're splitting hairs. But when you're talking about the difference between good and great, all-star, superstar, you know, big-time players in this league. As Reggie said in the famous 30 for 30, everybody in the NBA is good, right? But it comes down to what do you do in winning time? And so I like the fact that the Raptors keep putting the ball in Pascal's hands and saying, hey, 
we want you to work through this. Because the other part is, you know, clutch, whatever that means, quote unquote. Can you become clutch? Right? Is it a matter of you're struggling in this moment because you're, you're thinking too much or the pressure is getting too much? And so you struggle, you get tight in these moments. Do you have the ability to work through that? And if you do, how are you going to work through it? Well, it's, it's going to be through reps. So you got to give Nick Nurse and company credit for giving him the ball and just saying, hey, we could be giving the ball to Freddie, could be giving the ball to Gary Trent Jr., but no, we are putting the ball in your hands and we want to see what you do in crunch time. He continued to struggle. But there were also some positive plays. Like you could tell they're telling him, keep going, keep going, keep going. Because that that one play where he tried the spinning fadeaway and he got blocked by Lopez, but then got the ball back, went right up. I think that's a good sign. You want to see things like that from Pascal Siakam, which leads me to some comments right away because I want to know what you guys have just been thinking from just the last run from the Raps because it's been interesting. Again, I missed the West Coast trip, wasn't able to do the pod. Work, you know, was hectic in the reality of the situation. There's open transparency with this pod. I tell you guys all the time, you know, if I'm not able to do it, you know it's because of work. And that's okay. It's been a lot of fun, actually, I will say. The new job's been a lot of fun. Getting to put together the openings for uh, the Raptors games on Sportsnet, that's been a lot of fun. Um, But obviously the flip side of that is it meant that you know, especially when you're talking a West Coast trip, that means I'm up way too late doing the pod. And then either I got to prep for work and have stuff ready for either I got to do that either late at night or early in the morning. Either way, it makes the pod very difficult. And given where the Raptors were this season, yeah, I'm sure everyone understands, right? But I appreciate you guys being here and, you know, Rock with me still. As I see the chat, go to the YouTube page for sure. Wherever you're listening to this, go to the YouTube page live because that's where the chat is going. And the chat is always good there for sure. Those are the day ones. Always repping here on the Wrap It Up podcast, part of the On Blast podcast network. But I want to hear from you guys. So let me know what you guys think. And we stream in a lot of different places. We do. But yeah, YouTube's where the chat is kicking. So I'll start with Nate. Nate says, great effort by our guys tonight. We went out swinging. MC says, great game. Like Siakam getting more aggressive. That's what it takes to move up to the next level. One thing is reps. You just want to see reps from Pascal. And so once you see those reps, you see him continue to try. That's what you want to see. You want to see him continue to do that. And 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 the reps show that they have confidence in him. Uh, Owen says the one possession in OT where we missed three straight wide open shots gave me game one against the Cavs PS or PTSD. That was a strange possession that again, I can't stress just how awkward that late fourth quarter OT was for the Raptors and wizards. Like bodies were all over the place. As Owen just mentioned that one possession I think Freddie missed two threes. Trent Jr. missed a three. All on the same possession. Raps kept getting the rebound, kicking it out, but couldn't knock down the shot. And, I mean, it was ugly. It was very ugly. And the Wiz were just as ugly. I mean, Russ was terrible down the stretch. 
a lot of turnovers from Russell Westbrook, a lot of just bad shots from Russell Westbrook. His shooting numbers were terrible. People who listen to the pod who know me know that I'm a Russ guy. My guy was 5 of 19 in this game, 1 of 6 from 3, and finished with the triple-double, 13 points, 17 assists, 17 rebounds for Russ, but 7 turnovers and fouled out. An ugly game for Russell Westbrook shooting-wise, but it's one of those things where you look at it and, I mean, how many different ways can you impact the game? We talked about it a lot. If you're shooting terribly, can you impact the game in other ways? And Russell Westbrook one of the smallest guys on the floor being the game's leading rebounder, right? Everyone talks about stat padding as if like the other team isn't trying to also get rebounds. Like you can say, oh, maybe his teammates are getting rebounds for him or letting him get rebounds or whatever. That doesn't explain the other team also trying to get rebounds, right? I don't know. Anyways, ugly game for Russ shooting wise, but again, the triple double, And I did, I think I wrote down the stat here somewhere, his 34th triple-double this season. He's 180 for his career, which is one off of the record set by by Oscar Robinson. And I just think, like, Oscar Robertson, pardon me, um, I just think when you look at what Russ is doing, it's insane. It's insane. It doesn't make sense. And I know people talk about stat padding, but I think those are people who never played basketball. Like, you can say, yeah, can you go out and try and get a triple-double every single night? Like, you can say that, and even you can attempt to do it. But to actually be able to do it is a whole other ballgame. And everyone said how easy it was, and then how other people could do it if they tried. And then we watched Luca try to do it, and he couldn't do it. So, I mean, I don't really buy into the whole stat padding thing, because rebound is just effort. And if you're going to knock someone for effort, I don't know. I, I don't think you've played sports. That just, I, I, I know that sounds like, like you can say Russ is a bad shooter. You can say Russ makes bad decisions, but I'm not going to downplay triple double stats. And also like assists, like, come on guys, what, what are we doing here? As Russ said himself, right? If other people want to take it for granted, that's on you. Either way, I mean, the Wizards win 131-129 and... Russell Westbrook, the the shooting numbers weren't great, but hey, what can you do? Glow Girl Smile says, what a heartbreaker. It's pretty much done. Just get our younger players some run at this point. Yeah, Raps are pretty much four games out right now, and there was a thought that maybe they could catch Indiana, who seemed to be imploding right now, and lots of stuff. We can get to that later if you guys want. But there's a lot going on in Indiana as they were free-falling down the standings. And they won tonight. So the Raps are four games out. And there's just not enough time, right? Like, Because not only are you talking about the Raptors having to win out, but now you need these teams to lose out, lose every game. And that just seems like a tough thing to, you know, ask of a a Wizards team that, you know, the other part of this Wizards team is they're playing on the second night of a back-to-back. So... That effort from Russ, like, I mean, that's a tough one, right? That's a tough one. It's a very difficult thing that we're seeing here from the Raps. So, I mean, or from the Wiz. Second night of a back-to-back, solid effort from them, and they barely get a win. Barely, 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 but that's a team that is trying to make the playoffs, trying to have some semblance of 
credibility, I guess, making the playoffs. And they're just in a different spot. It's like the counter to what the Raps are, right? Making the playoffs doesn't mean anything to the Raps in this season. But to the Wiz, who have been terrible the past few years, it means a little something. Ali says, let's get this team the hell out of Tampa. Tired of hearing boos, especially tonight against Siakam. Totally agree there. Logan says, man, what a crazy year. Glad to see our guys giving it all the way and can't wait for hopefully a more normal year next year. Oof, amen to that, my dude. Aisha says, what the hell did we watch tonight? One weird game. Don't even want to start complaining about the refs. It may last two hours straight. Um, yeah, there were some weird calls. I'll, I'll admit you guys know, I don't blame the refs. I'll never, you know, use the refs as an excuse. That's not my swag. That's not how I watch basketball, but there are some weird calls down the stretch, getting the, the wizards to the line at inopportune times. It was strange, very strange, but that's not why the raps lost either. I'll also say that. Stanley says Rap should trade Siakam and Van Fleet for George and Westbrook superstar. I wonder if he means should have like that was a rumor way back when I guess after the championship run. I don't know, but that's not happening. They're not trading Fred Van Fleet. They're not. I mean, I don't think they're trading Pascal Siakam. I don't think they're trading Fred Van Fleet. I should say that uh, a lot of people saying they hate Tampa. We got a bunch of those messages. Top 21 says, I've been saying all year about Fred. He cannot get to the net and score in the clutch. How can he be a starting PG if he can't do that? And you're just chucking threes all game. So here's the thing with Fred Van Fleet. And here's what I think about him going forward as a starting point guard of the Raps. I think he is a really good starting point guard in this league. But the way that the team is currently set up, he has to do way too much. There's too much on his plate in terms of having to score nearly 20 a night for this team to be successful. If you lessen that number, and so, you know, he's more focused on getting everyone involved, distributing the ball, and he doesn't have to get 20 a night or almost 20 a night and shoot all those shots, I think Freddie would look a lot better to most people. But now, with the way this team is set up, he knows he has to score 20 a night, and that's tough to do. And that's where you're seeing him kind of out of character right? Where the game looks ugly, his shooting numbers look ugly, because he's forcing down the stretch. And says, when I heard Kyle was resting, that confirmed it for me. We are not trying to make the plan. Uh, another comment, Pascal was great tonight. Don't want to take anything away from that. If only he didn't commit an offensive foul in the late minutes of the fourth, we could have won just like the last game. Yeah, Pascal struggled, man. He, he really struggled in crunch time. The numbers are great, but in crunch time, my guy is struggling. And the only thing you can hope is that with more reps, he gets out of his own head. He hits some free throws in the clutch. His decision-making becomes better in the clutch. I think he's just thinking too much. That's what I think. I don't know. That's what I think. Asmi says, 44, 11, and 8. You can't be mad at that. He's a star. Valid point. And I mean, when you look, at, I'll point back to this. When you look at where the Raps are in this season, you have to look at those silver linings. And the fact that in these big games where I'm saying big games because the Raps needed to win if they're still in this hunt for the playoffs, Pascal has put in work. He has. 
he struggled in, in crunch time, but he's put in work and he's putting up the numbers. And you'd rather see some good instead of, you know, yeah. Real Live TV says, hit that like button. Good job, Wizards. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. I appreciate you hitting the like button. Um, the Wizards, yeah. I, again, they really want to make the play-in tournament, so give them credit for that. More comments. Siakam tied a career high. Good for him. He just needs some more run in the clutch. Another comment. When Trent Jr. had to inbound to Fred at the end of the game, I knew that was a nail in the coffin. Why isn't Trent getting the ball? Pascal is a secondary player. We need him to come off being the number one option. I think really that's what they're trying to figure out down the stretch. You're going to use these games to put people in positions and see how they react. So as mentioned, right, Pascal in crunch time. How is he looking in crunch time when he's getting these looks all the time? That's what Nurse is doing. That's what the organization is doing. They want to see how he reacts in crunch time. K2's Garnett. You guys just hate Siakam and it pisses me off. Look at all the clutch buckets he had in the game to keep them close. Shake my head. How was he struggling? Um, I understand what you're saying. There were some good plays mixed in with the bad. I understand that. But, I mean, the missed free throws are not good. The bad charge is really bad. He made some buckets, but the reality is, like, when he, we're talking about levels, right? And he's working his way into that level. And as he works into the next part of that, the thing about being that guy in crunch time is you're going to get the ball consistently every single time down the floor. And if you are a star player, especially come playoff time, all that's going to happen is my best player versus your best player. That's it. That's what it comes down to in the NBA come playoff time. So these are all just a test run. And I think, you know, you got to remember Raptors fans, a lot of Raptors fans, especially a lot of bandwagoners, you're coming off a season, you're coming off them being on the wave of watching Kawhi, meaning especially that Sixers series, right? It's just my best player versus your best player. And that's what the NBA playoffs comes down to a lot. And so people have that expectations of Pascal, fair or not, and he's struggling. He's struggling in making the plays consistently in crunch time. That's it. And those those two things are allowed to be true. It's allowed to be true that he's struggling with his consistency in crunch time, and he's young, and he's also trying to work his way through that. Both things can be true. Truth Bearer says, part of Pascal's problem is a ball hogging. He needs to pass the ball more often before advancing too far in the paint. Dub C says, hella turnovers. Agreed. Uh, Glow Girl Smile says, as Freddie said, best worst team in history. LOL. Um, Asmi, I'm glad we're not going to the play-in. Tampa doesn't deserve it. Let the boys rest and come back better to Toronto. Agreed. Reed says, Pascal doesn't need to be clutch. He contributed enough. 40 plus points is nothing to ignore. Leave clutch to the shooters. So you guys can say that. And I understand the point being made, right? He did score a lot. 40 plus, that's work. But when you have the ball in your hands in crunch time with the game on the line, the game in the balance, regardless of what you've done for the rest of the game, before that point, at that moment, the game is in your hands. So it's cool that you had 40 points throughout. But again, when you're talking about going up levels, 
We always used to say it. There's levels to this shit, right? When you're going up levels, what you do in winning time is ultimately what separates the food chain. Who are the number one guys? Who are the all-stars? Who are the superstars? So the reality is you can score 40, but what happens in winning time? That's going to matter if you are the star player on the team. That's just the facts. It's just the facts. Taking your comments and questions live, because that's what we do. This podcast was developed as something for me to sit around with my friends in my living room, turn podcast studio, and talk about the Raptor games. But then this thing called the pandemic hit. We're no longer allowed to do that. So we turned this all online and all interactive, and along the way, we built up a community of Raptors fans. So I appreciate that. Like and subscribe to the pod on YouTube. That way you get alerts every time we're up. And we'll be here for that discussion. YouTube.com slash Sheldon Alexander. That's how you support the movement that is the Wrap It Up pod- podcast, part of the On Blast podcast. Now, if you're ever looking for us, we're on Twitter, we're on Twitch, we're on YouTube live after each and every Raptors game. And then after you can find us on wherever you get your podcasts. That would be Spotify, Apple, and the aforementioned YouTube, and of course SoundCloud. You can find us there. Remember, Wrap It Up is a show. On Blast Podcast is a network. That's what you got to search to find us, and we got you covered. And as I always say, I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up On Blast Raps Post Game Show, as always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya.